Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Friday night, December 15th, and we are here to chat WWE SmackDown. Now, uh, this show kind of had a lot happening at the closing of the evening, which is why I was like, ah, I got to change the thumbnail, got to change the, got to change everything. But here I am ready to talk about the show. And I got to tell you, I think that the way that things closed off tonight on SmackDown got me pretty excited about what we were kind of seeing throughout the entire show. So we're going to break that down because, of course, we had the return of Roman Reigns, as you all know we have randy order randy orton over on the blue brand so of course he was coming after roman reigns so we kind of got to see that confrontation here today we also got the return of aj styles and aj styles uh kind of surprised us in multiple ways one, he came in here looking freaking jacked, man. And two, he took out LA Knight of all people. Uh, so it was kind of a fun ending to SmackDown, but we're going to go ahead and break it all down here today. So let's get started. I'm going to kick things off with a couple of super chats that we got here. Uh, our first one here is from Darth Steven, who kicks us off by saying, have not had a chance to message you, but I wanted to say thank you uh, for the signed picture. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so glad you received that. Steven says, with AJ back, does this set up Allie Knight and AJ as a mania match? And does Bailey get left out somehow next week? So in terms of WrestleMania, I don't know if it's going to be Allie Knight, AJ Styles all the way until WrestleMania because AJ Styles literally came here and after he kind of helped both Randy Orton and LA Knight against the bloodline because the bloodline pretty much had the numbers advantage in this post-match brawl that we saw towards the end of the show. And so AJ Styles comes out, he hits a phenomenal forearm on Roman Reigns. And just when it looks like we're seeing the bloodline versus Randy, LA Knight, and AJ, because they're kind of having the stare down, all of a sudden, AJ just like freaking takes out LA Knight. And so this closes off with AJ staring down Roman Reigns, who's also coming for Roman, and kind of getting rid of LA Knight in this picture. So it was a very fun ending. I don't think we're going to have to, I don't even think we're going to have to wait until WrestleMania. I will not be surprised if this is a Royal Rumble matchup, uh, LA Knight and AJ Styles. But then again, it would be like, hmm, I don't know, but it feels like it might happen a little bit sooner. Who knows? Heel Hammer uh, sends in DWL member for two months now, uh, saying coastlaw. All right, so let's get to this, guys. I want to kick things off, of course, with everything that went down with Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, LA Knight. We already touched on a little bit of the AJ Styles portion of it all, but we'll touch on it a little bit more because there's still some bits to get to. So this was a fun show. And it's always a good time when Roman Reigns comes out and he's part of it. He tends to add uh, a whole other level uh, of stardom to the show. Of course, now with Randy Orton, we do got stars on the SmackDown brand, of course. But when Roman Reigns is there, it really just adds that extra layer of like, all right, I got to make sure to pay attention. Got to make sure to tune in to Friday Night SmackDown because I got to see Roman Reigns, see what the hell is going to go down. And so he comes out and kicks off the show right off the bat. And he's hyping up the fact that he is about to, you know, he's talking about how this is promotional season, right? People are getting promotions and he's talking about how there's somebody in the bloodline that is going to essentially get promoted. He's talking about the next tribal heir. He's really hyping this person up and we could smell 
what was going to happen from a, like a mile away here. It was very obvious that he was going to be hyping up Solo Sokoa. But in the background, you just see Jimmy getting like all hyped up, man. Like the dude is freaking hyped up thinking like, oh, this is my moment. This is my chance. But instead, it's Solo Sokoa who Roman Reigns is talking about. So Roman Reigns gives Solo a big old giant hug and Jimmy's just there like on the sidelines looking like the forgotten child that like nobody cares about. <laughs> I'm very unfortunate for that. But the thing that was cool about this, though, is that Randy Orton comes out and he challenges Roman Reigns to a match at the Royal Rumble. Now, Roman Reigns does not accept at all at this point. He's basically just saying that, no, Randy's got to wait in the back of the line. Because Randy came out and basically told Roman that he had been thinking about him the last 18 months that he was out of action due to the bloodline taking him out. He was talking about how they... He was thinking about Roman Reigns and this moment and what he would end up saying once he actually got there. And Roman basically told him, like, I haven't thought about you at all. And so that was kind of savage, right? But <laughs> I got to laugh, though, because last week, Randy Orton, or the week before that, I forget what week it was, Randy Orton made a mention of not knowing who Allie Knight was and like literally just hearing about him the second that he helped him out. And everybody's laughing and making jokes about how clearly Randy Orton wasn't watching the product while he was gone. And during this, I'm starting to think he really wasn't because Randy Orton <laughs> referred to the title as the WWE Championship uh, instead of the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, which is a very long very long name, but I thought it was hilarious because Roman Reigns had the opportunity to do like the funniest thing ever, but he didn't obviously. And um, so I thought that was kind of funny just to kind of throw that out there. But anyways, so Randy Orton and Roman Reigns have this confrontation and Roman just tells him you got to get in back of the line and Randy goes for an RKO, but Roman Reigns kind of avoids it. and. Earlier in the night, Roman Reigns had been mocking Randy Orton and mocking the voices that he hears in his head. And so Randy Orton starts playing into it and says that the voices in his head basically told him that Roman Reigns shit his pants. And so this was a really good confrontation. Uh, I love that we're getting right deep into it, that it weaved in and out of the entire show. We got a bunch of backstage segments with the bloodline, as well as uh, Randy Orton and LA Knight, because the last time that we were here, we were talking about how Randy Orton and LA Knight, they're not really, they're not on good terms. They're not on bad terms, but you know there's something brewing there, right? Because Randy Orton kind of stepped the line, overstepped the line, at least from Ali Knight's perspective, when he stole the victory for his team last week. And so Ali Knight was clearly bothered by that. And then not to mention the fact that he said he had never heard of Ali Knight. And so this week they have this backstage confrontation and it seems like they're cool. Randy even says like, we're cool, right? but you need to stay out of my way. So we know that's not going to last very long. And then today, after the Randy Orton-Jimmy Uso match, this is when we saw the rest of this play out. So we got to see Randy Orton is out there getting beat by the bloodline at one point. And so Ellie Knight runs out there because he still got beef with Roman Reigns. And in doing so, he ends up helping out Randy Orton 
again. And then that is when we finally get AJ Styles because at this point, the bloodline is still outnumbering both uh, LA Knight and Randy Orton. So the whole point of all of this is everybody is coming for Roman Reigns. You got LA Knight chasing his tail. You got Rome, uh, you got Randy Orton chasing his tail. And you also got AJ Styles chasing his tail. So this is looking good. And given that I don't know if we're going to be seeing Roman Reigns last next week, they didn't promote him. So I'm guessing we're not. Given that we only see Roman Reigns sporadically, I feel like they did a good job of at least getting a lot of action in here today. And when AJ Styles took out LA Knight, he got everybody by surprise. I don't think anybody was really expecting that. And I think that was just AJ Styles basically saying like, I'm not with you guys. I'm just against the bloodline here, and now I got a problem with you. By the way, guys, I don't know what the hell that was. Did you guys just see that on the video, uh, the little like thing? I don't know why, but StreamYard has been doing that, and I don't know how to take it off. So I'm, this is not part of the show. This is not part of the show. I do not know how to take it off. I noticed it in another video, and I didn't know what happened, and then I just noticed it again right now. So it kind of gave me the creeps. Um, there's probably like a secret ghost right now trying to get everybody to like give some likes on this video. All right, guys, let's get some super chats in here. We got some coming in. So thank you to everybody. Uh, let's see what you guys want to talk about. Uh, what the hell is on everybody's minds? Let's go. Nick Grasso kicks us off with a very generous super chat saying, good to see AJ Styles back. Don't know why he attacked LA Knight after tonight. I'm thinking maybe a fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble between uh, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Ali Knight, and AJ Styles. I would not hate that. I would not hate that. But I think we really are going to, we really might. So I think there's really, they could be doing that fatal four-way, but then they could also just be doing the Roman Orton match and the Ali Knight, AJ Styles match, both at the Royal Rumble. So I think they might be doing that. But I could see them doing the Fatal 4-Way and it could be like a situation again where like somebody else has the match won and then all of a sudden Roman Reigns comes in and just takes the pin and then he leaves because Roman Reigns ain't losing, guys. Like he ain't losing at all. So this might be a situation where they could do a Fatal 4-Way just if they don't want to, if they want to save like the one-on-one -on -one with Randy and Orton for later or if they want to save a one-on-one -on -one with Roman and AJ Styles for later they can always do that too so I don't hate this idea of doing the fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble of course I'm a bigger I'm a bigger fan of one-on-one -on -one matches but I do think that it wouldn't hurt to do that at the Royal Rumble like have a fatal four-way like I'd be okay with that uh I like this idea thank you Nick Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat thank you so much to Sheldon who says not sure if you saw it on StreamYard or I sent it too early, but I gifted 10 more DWL memberships. I did not see that. Thank you very much, Sheldon. You freaking rock. And Sheldon also says, I also hope that the AJ turn means that the whole OC turns heel and starts wrecking shop on everyone. Dude, I just want the OC to actually be on TV, man. Come on now. Like, let's be real. Like, we haven't seen them since... Point blank, they don't do anything with them if AJ Styles is not there. And that's very unfortunate because you could have definitely done, you know, tag team matches or whatever you could have done. You could have done something, right? Anything, really. So it does kind of suck when it's been so long. But I guess we'll see how they, you know, 
how they it's not how they utilize them because we know how they're going to utilize them. They've been utilizing them the exact same way for the longest time. And truthfully, I'm really not expecting anything different from the OC at this point. But what can I say, man? It is what it is. AJ Styles is the star of that. That's how they see it. That's how a lot of people see it. And that's just the way it is, which sucks, obviously, for uh, Gallus and Anderson, because like I said, they are a phenomenal tag team. And I feel like when they were gone from the WWE, they were really doing a lot. And obviously, they were kicking butt in Impact. They were kicking butt in all of these places. And then they went back to WWE. They were probably expecting things to maybe look a little different for them. And it kind of hasn't looked much different. So uh, it's been a little unfortunate for them. And hopefully, they figure all that out. But dude, AJ Styles, though, freaking, I don't know what. He just looked so much more uh, jacked than I'd seen him in a very long time. Uh, he looked very, very good. So whatever he's doing, it clearly was working. Call me crazy sends in a super chat saying off topic, but live getting arrested for possession of weed. Then her court date being in February makes it seem like she won't be back for a while or released. So guys, it's really, this one's a really complicated subject because when it comes to now, I, how do I explain this? I don't, you guys know this since you, I, when I do the shows with Reg, I don't know much about weed, guys. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on with that. I don't know what places it's legal, what places it's not legal. Like, I ain't up to date with any of that. Like, it's just not a problem that I concern myself with, right? So because of that, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm figuring out what's going on. But point blank, it weed is still looked down upon a lot. And I know a lot of people are you know, more liberal when it comes to that, but it's still looked down upon. I don't know what the repercussions for Liv Morgan are going to be on the WWE side of things. Uh, obviously with the, you know, the, the, with the court and everything, she was released on a bond, I think a $3,000 bond. Uh, and like you mentioned, she has her upcoming court day. So that's one side of it. But then on the WWE side of it, I don't know how this is going to impact Liv Morgan, but I, I feel like obviously on the fan side, everybody's like, woo, Liv Morgan's so cool, right? Like I've been seeing the tweets on social media and everybody's like, I got respect for Liv or, or all of these things, right? But like on the corporate side of things, it's obviously going to be looked at a lot differently. And I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I, I feel like it might, my estimation, like just to guess is I don't think it's going to help her. Uh, very much, uh, you know, getting arrested, obviously. So uh, best of luck to live, man, because that sucks. You know, getting arrested for weed, that definitely sucks. And so, yeah, I feel bad, but damn, you know, shit. So we'll see what happens. I will say one thing, and this is probably totally out of left field, but everybody's saying it on social media because it's the first thing you see, but she looks fucking beautiful in her mugshot. I don't know how she looks so great in her mugshot. Uh, <laughs> she looks great, man. Um, literally flawless skin. I was like, damn girl, your mugshot looks good. Uh, so at least that's, uh, I don't know if you want to say it's a bright side, but at least her mugshot looks really good. So, but lives gorgeous. So there you go. Uh, not that difficult to accomplish of a task, but Guys, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to impact Liv Morgan. I really do not. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. 
Tunday sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Tunday, who says, Hi, Denise. So in my own imagination, it means LA Knight might not even go to the U.S. championship if he's going to confront AJ Styles. Yeah, dude, I think we're so much further right now from uh, LA Knight and Logan Paul than we ever were. Like, it felt like it was a possibility at some point. Uh, I still think it's a possibility. But now, and we'll get into the U.S. picture in just a second, but right now, it doesn't feel like... Like that's happening soon. It maybe down the lot down the line. I don't know if it'll be for the U.S. Championship. I do hope that down the line we do get a Logan Paul LA Knight program too, and I do hope we get LA Knight with the U.S. Championship at some point too. But right now it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Right now it seems like on his um. I don't think he's getting another one-on-one rematch with Roman Reigns. If he gets another rematch, it's probably going to be like in a fatal four-way or something like that. But I think that this AJ Styles match, this one-on-one with AJ Styles is probably going to be the thing that we see a lot first, which is great though, which is great because if you guys know, everybody knows that AJ Styles is literally one of the greatest workers of all time. And he goes in there and has freaking phenomenal matches. So I think that LA Knight and AJ Styles could tell a really great story. So this might be like, even though it's, there's no uh, gold there, there's no championship there. This could still be a really great program for LA Knight just to get uh, like AJ Styles will bring out the best in him in ring wise, because that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, we've talked about. That's the thing that LA Knight necessarily isn't a 10 out of 10 when it comes to in ring uh, to his in ring performance. We know that, but I do think that AJ Styles is the guy that would be the person to bring that out in him. So we'll see, man. Uh, I do think that would be a really good program and something to get AJ Styles like coming back and coming back hot, you know, having the program with Roman Reigns, of course, LA Knight. It just really adds so much life to Friday Night Smackdown. We have a super chat here from Heel Hammer who says, Orton versus Roman is over. Do like my bills. (laughs) Heel Hammer, get to those bills, man. <laughs> AJ Styles, uh, Heel Hammer says, AJ Styles look jack. LA versus AJ is going to be good. He needed this heel turn. Smart man, too. He definitely ate his coleslaw. Don't boo the coleslaw. So I do think that the heel turn was definitely needed for AJ Styles. It's something, well, I mean, he pretty much was doing a lot of that. So I'm not even going to say it's totally new because he was doing a lot of that. But he just feels different. And that always happens too. whenever you don't see somebody for a period of time and then they come back, it, it makes them feel new again. And that's what we're getting right now with AJ Styles. And it helps because that's also what we're getting with Randy Orton. He's still brand new to us. We hadn't seen him in a long time. Uh, so he's brand new to us again. AJ Styles is brand new to us again. So and Roman Reigns is brand new to us all the time. <laughs> he comes and goes like the wind. But anyways, the SmackDown main event scene is looking pretty good, and there's looking like there's a, a lot of programs uh, to be excited about. Lawrence Ross says, happy holidays, great show. Looking forward to tomorrow's show. Uh, is it with Mark Henry? Yes, I uh, haven't been told otherwise, so I'm pretty sure it's with Mark. Unless, because uh, all my Saturday shows are with Mark Henry, unless he has to, because he has, he's a busy man. He's got a busy schedule, so sometimes other people got to, you know, come on in and fill in for him, but... I usually get told, you know, in advance. And as of right now, it's definitely Mark Henry. Uh, but thank you so much to Lawrence for the love and for the super chat. Stephen Marchuli says, Denise, on uh, Denise, your thoughts on Cross's reset. So let's get to that. Let's talk about this Carrion Cross promo or vignette rather. 
So carrying cross, this is one of the things that I feel they've done well with carrying cross is a lot of vignettes. Uh, it's been a while since we've gotten them, but the vignettes that they usually do for him, they're pretty good, right? He goes out there, he's talking his talk, he gets very mysterious, he does the TikTok thing. He doesn't seem like he's doing the TikTok thing. Thank God I was kind of over that already. I was so over the TikTok. Um, so he does his vignette. And the thing to get across here is that he basically teases this new beginning. And he says that everything is about to crumble. And can you see it? If you can, you, sh you soon will see it. That's literally what was said in this vignette, guys. I'm not making this up. But point is, we're going to get a new version of Karen Cross. What that new version is, I'm not really too sure. Because the promo, the vignette, excuse me, was shot pretty much almost exactly to what we've seen before from Cross. It's always like very dark, very moody. Uh, I don't feel like it was too different, but... Maybe that's just a wait and see, and maybe we'll get something a little bit more different. I, I just don't feel like, I don't know what version, what new version of Karrion Cross they can present. I'm looking forward to it. I really hope because there's been so much time since we've seen him. So I do hope that during this time, a real cool new concept was thought of for, for Cross. But based on what we've seen in the past, I am feeling, a, I'm not feeling so hopeful about it. And I almost feel like I really shouldn't like expect really anything too different. So I'm not telling people to get their hopes up, man, on this. Like if you're waiting to really see something drastic, something different, I don't know if you should probably feel that way. Personally, I'm just going to wait and see what happens uh, with Karen Cross. And someone brought up something on Twitter and I saw whoever tweeted this at me and one of the quote retweets when I posted the Karen Cross thing and someone brought something up and I thought, damn, this is kind of true. Someone brought up Lacey Evans and kind of saying that we're seeing a similar situation with Karen Cross. So if you guys recall Lacey Evans, when she was still in the WWE, she had a lot of different changes in her character she even had a lot of roster changes too they would change her from smackdown to raw to smackdown she was a heel she was a baby face she was a bunch of stuff and nothing worked uh, eventually she was uh you know released and you know that's that's it she was released carrying cross they haven't done as many changes like they did with lacy but it feels kind of that way in the sense that they can't find anything yet that sticks, that really sticks and really works for Karen Cross. So I don't know what that new thing is going to be. I don't know what they got planned, but hopefully this is kind of his saving grace where it works. I just hope it works because we have seen shades of Karen Cross that did work. I loved a lot of the stuff that he did with Impact Wrestling. I loved a lot of the stuff that he did on NXT. Uh, I mean, I thought that Karen Cross had a real, real great aura to him. And I've interviewed him on the channel. He's got a great personality too. Uh, so I just think it's a matter of like bringing that out on TV and for us to see it. Because if you've ever seen Karen Cross, 
in an interview situation, oh my God, you'd be like, damn, what is going on? What is not clicking between what you're seeing here on, uh, you know, in an interview setting and what you're seeing on TV? Like, why isn't it clicking? And so that is the thing that I hope they figure out somehow. I know that a couple of you in past shows when we talked about Karen Cross have brought up, you know, maybe putting him in a tag team. I thought that was a pretty good idea. I feel like anything that can help you might as well just freaking do it because nothing is worse than not being on TV because out of sight, out of mind, and you do not want that because then when it comes to like, you, we know that WWE is always doing releases and stuff like that. When it comes during that time, like you don't want to feel like, I don't know, like I personally wouldn't want to feel like I'm on the edge of, damn, is my job secure? Is my job not secure? Like nobody wants to have to go through that. So I really hope that they do find something for Cross that will actually work and stick and we'll see what goes down with that. But and there's not that much else to say until we actually see what they really have planned for Cross here. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, ask Mark Henry about his appearance at Final Battle tomorrow. It was great to see him. Ah, I will make sure to ask him. Thank you so much, Sheldon. Uh, we got Mickey, uh, Mickey Saito sends in a super chat saying, is this Lone Wolf AJ back? Is this Lone Wolf AJ back in TNA? Oh, man, dude. Okay, so you know what's funny, too? Oh, shit, I was about to give you guys a spoiler. Damn, never mind. Never mind. Okay, so I was about to. <laughs> so not a spoiler, but uh, whatever. So Sean and I did a video. We Every year we do a video of um our 2024 like whatever years coming up we do predictions right for like what we predict so one of my predictions has to do with aj styles one of my predictions has to do with tna wrestling i'll leave it at that and i won't say anymore because i don't want to ruin my own video it's coming out uh i think on monday i'm dropping the video so you'll have to wait for the prediction until then Damn, I literally almost spoiled my own video. Uh, Miggy, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you uh, a whole lot, man. All right, so let's see what we got here. Uh, let's get some thoughts in. There's actually quite a few coming in, so I'm going to pull out some of your guys' thoughts on the cross thing. We got Scott George who says that cross needs a character change. The heel thing isn't working for him. Fernando Zaya says, I don't think cross is going to get a significant push. It depends on whether or not the new version of him actually works. We got Tay in here who says, shaking my head, I'm not giving up on carrying Cross. The man could have been a monster heel on SmackDown. He just needs to shave his head, stop wearing the elbow pad, and bring back the hourglass TikTok. See, like the hourglass TikTok thing kind of got a little played out. So that's the only reason I'm not like, oh, bring it back. I think for me, I also did not really care for his finisher. I, I, I really did not like his finisher at all. That was one of the things that I personally hope he does change. And it's just more so like... um. Like, the things that are working for Karrion Cross is Scarlet. Like, that's the thing that is working for him. The entrance is always really cool. Um, I do, they might have to change the entrance just to present something new. I don't know, because I do really like the entrance. Uh, he grew out his hair, so I don't think he's going to shave it since he uh, already grew it out, and it seems to be, like, about uh, chin length around there. Uh, and he had the long hair in the vignette, too, so I'm not expecting him to shave the hair uh off again so we'll see um all right let's get some more thoughts in here and see what else everybody is saying uh about the uh carrying cross thing it seems like everybody's sort of on the same page man everybody's just like well we'll see if they actually do something if they do something different yeah there's really not that much else to add about that 
All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and continue on. And we have some unfortunate news, and this is in regards to Charlotte Flair. So I think a lot of us probably already saw this coming based on last week, but it looks like Charlotte Flair got injured last week. And today they mentioned that she is going to be out, guys, for nine months due to a knee injury. And this is very unfortunate for Charlotte Flair because... She's Charlotte freaking Flair, guys. And I know that Charlotte gets a lot of hate online. She she always does. You see it. I see it all the time in my post. Hell, I even see it on the chat. I see it everywhere. But point blank, Charlotte Flair is a great freaking wrestler. I love her. I think that, I mean, God, everybody was raving about her match with her and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. And I feel bad because, you know, she had been gone for a good amount of time and it felt like, okay, she came back, she defeated Ronda Rousey, she got the championship back, and it seemed like things were starting to, you know, get a little bit more entertaining right now for the women with everything going on with Damage Control, with Bayley, with Bianca Belair back. It felt like there was a, like the women's division was starting to get get good again on SmackDown and not feel so slim. It felt like things were moving, like we had moving parts happening on the show for the women. And so for Charlotte Flair, of course, to get injured is unfortunate, especially a knee injury. Uh, they didn't really emphasize anything more. They just said a knee injury. They didn't say if it was like her ACL, her MCL, or any of the ligaments or things like that. They didn't actually specify that information. They just said it was a knee injury. But nine months, uh, it seems to be like she had some, I'm assuming she probably had some sort of tear or something like that, because if not, I can't imagine her being out that long if she didn't have some sort of tear. And so Charlotte Flair is going to be gone probably until the fall of next year, guys. I'm thinking like September-ish. Um, that's probably when we'll see Charlotte Flair again, which is crazy to think about because that means she's not going to be at the Royal Rumble. She's not going to be at WrestleMania. She's not going to be at all of these overseas PLEs that WWE is doing a bash at Berlin, the Paris show, the Australia show, a lot of, a lot of stuff that she's missing out on. Uh, and she won't be back until the end of next year, which is insane to even think about since we're literally, since we're literally like barely finishing out this year. So uh, that's definitely going to suck for Charlotte Flair, man. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I think Karrion Cross should follow the Finn route that he did in 2019 and return to NXT to get a refresh and reboot. So I was actually thinking about this and I might have said it somewhere, possibly on Busted Open, but I really do think that that would not be a terrible idea. If they sent Karen Cross over to NXT, here's the pros about this. One, NXT isn't looked down. How do I explain this? NXT is still developmental. We all know that. But given the recent popularity in NXT, it doesn't feel like a downgrade as much anymore. Okay? Of course, you... You still want to be on Raw and SmackDown because that's the place where you need to be if you want to be on WrestleMania, all of this stuff, right? But it doesn't feel, I guess, as awful if he were to go to NXT. And so for that reason, I think that might be a pro for him. And then two, we've seen a lot of people go to the main roster, and, I'm sorry, go to NXT from the main roster and get a resurgence. Most recently, Baron Corbin. I know people still think Baron Corbin's boring on NXT, but there is a difference in the Baron Corbin that we've been seeing as of late. Um, this NXT Baron Corbin versus the NXT versus the 
recent version of Baron Corbin that we were getting on Monday Night Raw is night and day different. Um, God, Dijak is another one. And uh, Apollo Crews, we haven't seen him in a while, but he did have a good amount of time on NXT where he was very, very different from anything that we were seeing him do on the main roster. He wasn't doing the accent anymore. Uh, you know, he was going out there and just having more of a different kind of version of himself. And so everybody that has gone to the NXT from the main roster has seen at least some sort of improvement in the way that their character and their storylines are handled. So for that reason, I agree with you. And I, I too would like to see Karrion Cross go back to NXT. As a matter of fact, like that was the last place I was really invested in with Karrion Cross. Like remember, remember the stuff that he was doing with Samoa Joe? Like that stuff was good, man. They were doing good stuff there on NXT with him. And then well, we don't need to talk about, you know, everything that happened when he came on to the Raw roster and just what they did. It was like, it was bad. But that's where we're at right now. So hopefully they figure it out. Pichelle sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Pichelle who says, hello, um, why would not you respond to Vince Russo's messages? You were asked by priors and others. You dodged the question. Would you respond to him at least? I actually don't know what you're talking about, Pichelle. But I appreciate you sending in the message, though. Uh, and I will say this, guys. Uh, how many... I have 111,000 Twitter followers and I get a lot of messages, a lot of freaking messages, a lot of comments. Uh, I don't get to see everything, guys. Uh, but sometimes when you send in super chats like this, it will make me actually see something. So, uh, yeah, I actually don't know what you're talking about, Pichelle, but thank you so much for sending in the super chat. Hollywood guy says, how about giving Karen Cross a Raven gimmick? The punk rocker not giving a crud. Give him a leather jacket and a faction. Why not? You know what, Hollywood guy? I will say this. I'm intrigued by that. I don't know. I don't know if Karen Cross is a punk rock guy. I don't know what he's into. I don't, I don't know like if that's the music he listens to. But if it is, if it feels like it's natural to him, then hell yeah, man. I wouldn't be against that. I mean. That would be kind of cool. I think everybody likes a punk rocker. I know I do. I definitely do. Uh, <laughs> I'm going a different direction here, guys. I'm going a different direction here. Um, all right. Uh, Hollywood guy, thank you so much for the super chat. And I like your idea. You know what? At least you're thinking of things. That's the thing. At least there's ideas being thrown out here. NXT, tag teams, God, punk rock gimmick, anything, anything to like... Um, just get something new for Karen Cross. So we'll see. Hollywood guy, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that a whole lot. Tunde says, any thoughts about the Hall of Fame uh, 2024? Any news? Uh, I don't know any updates on like who's going to be inducted or things like that. But the Hall of Fame for 2024, first of all, I always like that because that's like the time where we get to do like red carpets and oh this person's getting inducted and that's always a really nice time so from like a media standpoint getting to cover that for me is always personally very fun and when was it I think it was the hall of fame um for in New Orleans yeah the last time that they were in New Orleans what year was that? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on what year that was. But anyways, that was actually one of the first like WWE events that I actually got to cover, um, you know, in person. 
And so I always kind of have like really fond memories of that. And I hope that they do something similar to what they used to do in the past where they would bring the media on to do red carpet interviews, like right on the stage. Uh, they haven't done that in the last two years, but it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And I hope they bring that back. Uh, but tune in, I'm sorry that I don't have a better answer for you, but uh, thank you so much for sending that in. All right. So let's keep it going, guys. We got so much more to get into. Uh, we got to get into the U.S. title tournament because we had some big news coming out of that and some unexpected because if you've been here listening to my predictions about the United States tournament, you know that I did not expect this to happen. But before we get to that, we have a message here from our sponsors. Hey, wrestling fans, do you think you have what it takes to cut a promo like the People's Champion, The Rock, or the best in the world, CM Punk, or the Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena? Well, now is your chance. Smack Talk Showdown is the wrestling card game that you need in your life. With this game, the cards will challenge you by providing you with a gimmick, a storyline, and wildly entertaining directions to cut the promo of a lifetime. I have played Smack Talk Showdown multiple times with my friends, and we always end up laughing so freaking hard. Head on over to SmackTalkShowdown.com and purchase your new favorite game. Once again, that is SmackTalkShowdown.com. The link is in the description box below. And there's also a brand new Promo Wars video up on the channel. If you guys want to check it out, it's always a really good time. And we show you how to play the game. And I love it. It's a real good time. I've done like at least like seven or eight Promo Wars videos. And anybody who watches them always has a really good time. And anybody who plays them always has a really good time. So check them out. The link is in the description box below. All right. Now, the U.S. tournament, guys. Let's get to it. So this is looking pretty damn good. So... We had the NXT guy come in for today. So we didn't know who the NXT person was going to be until I think it was last week, somewhere around there. Uh, early last week. Yeah, early last week. Shawn Michaels revealed on social media that that person was going to be Carmelo Hayes. Now, I was not expecting for it to be Carmelo Hayes. I know a lot of people were. I personally wasn't because I thought, like, I don't want Carmelo Hayes to go into this tournament and lose. Like, that was kind of my defense for that. Like, I did not want to see Carmelo Hayes go out there and lose. So, whatever. That's out the door now. Uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Grayson Waller in a first-round matchup here today. Now, I would say that the match, it, we've definitely seen a lot more from both Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller. They had some good moments. I thought the crowd in the beginning was a little bit, like, not really as invested to the match. Like, they started to get a little bit more invested once the match started to kind of pick up just a little bit, maybe uh, speed up just a bit. But there was some parts where I kind of felt like it was a little bit slow. But they played into it, and we ended up getting a fine little match, especially towards the end of this. But they basically played up that. At one point, Carmelo Case had, like, hurt his knee, but that didn't really stop him from anything. Uh, we see them try. We see Grayson Waller try a new move, which looks pretty cool. But eventually, we see Carmelo Hayes go out there. He hits his code breaker. He hits his nothing but net leg drop on uh, Grayson Waller, and he gets the freaking victory. 
Guys, I'm sorry, but I wasn't expecting Carmelo Hayes to win. I literally said that the reason why I wasn't expecting Carmelo Hayes in this tournament was because I was expecting the NXT person to come in and lose. Like, I'll be real. I thought that whoever was going to come in from NXT was going to lose. Like, I wasn't expecting to see Grayson Waller uh, lose so early on in this tournament because for the most part, Grayson Waller is a featured act on SmackDown. So I wasn't expecting him to have to take an L to somebody from the NXT brand, but it worked out because Carmelo Hayes came in here. And obviously we know all of Carmelo Hayes' accolades for those that possibly don't know, they played a vignette for the people that might not know anything about Carmelo Hayes. So I thought they did a really decent job at surprising us and having him win the match. So I was very happy to see his hand get raised at the very end of this. And I was even more stoked when I saw that he was going to be facing either Kevin Owens or Austin Theory. Now, I've been saying this from the very beginning, but Kevin Owens is winning this tournament, guys. And uh, I'm still feeling pretty confident on that, even though my last prediction on this tournament was wrong. I'm still feeling fairly confident that Kevin Owens is winning this tournament. So we do get Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory. I didn't think this was a bad match. It did start off a little slow, too, but it picked up as well. Um, there were some good moments. I liked uh, Austin Theory uh, body dropping freaking uh, Kevin Owens into the apron. I thought that was really good. I liked Kevin Owens going for the senton and then Austin Theory getting his, his, his knees up. That was cool. Eventually, we see Kevin Owens hit his cannonball. He hits a swanton bomb. He goes for the cover. You think it's it. You think it's over. It's not. Austin Theory kicks out. And then eventually, Kevin Owens gets him with a punches him in the face takes him out, it's over. Um, We're going to get Kevin Owens versus Carmelo Hayes on next week's SmackDown, guys. Oh, I'm so freaking stoked about this, man. Kevin Owens versus Carmelo Hayes. This is going to be some really good in-ring action. I really hope that they let them go. I don't want to see what we kind of saw here today where both of these matches had two very slow starts. And uh, the Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller match to me, because I've seen both of these guys work together in the past, it seems like a slower version of their previous work. Um, so I don't want to see that. I want to actually see them go like full speed because this is really Carmelo Hayes' opportunity to show himself to uh, possibly people that haven't seen him perform before, the people that don't watch NXT. And there's a lot of people like that, which is fine. But this is their opportunity to see Carmelo Hayes and kind of discover somebody new, man. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I really hope that they let them go uh, all the freaking way and let them do their thing. So this is a match I'm looking forward to. On the other side of this, we're going to have Santos Escobar versus Bobby Lashley. Now, Santos Escobar and Bobby Lashley... Both are two guys that I think need to win this. And I had originally thought that it was going to be Bobby Lashley defeating Santos Escobar. But now I kind of don't want it to be Bobby Lashley, guys. I think that Santos Escobar needs to defeat Bobby Lashley. Because, and I know some people are probably going to disagree with that. And that's cool. But hear me out on this one. Bobby Lashley cuts this promo with the Street Profits, and they look pretty cool, man. They got their suits, they got their shades. It's looking great. But the promo 
was not really that good. There really wasn't anything that made me go, you know what, that guy, that's the guy I'm rooting for. No, but I did feel that way with Santos Escobar because Santos, in the vignette that they did for him, he basically tied it all into, so he recapped everything that he did with Rey Mysterio. And then he tied it into what, um, how Rey Mysterio lost the title when he left the brass knucks there. And he said that he was going to win the U.S. title and do that because it's Logan Paul. Like, he's the reason Logan Paul even has the championship. So he wants to take the championship from Logan Paul because of that. And then also kind of rub it into the face of Rey Mysterio because that was Rey Mysterio's championship belt. So I feel like Santos Escobar has a really good case for making it to the finals. His story is great. He wants to tie this all into everything that we saw take place at Crown Jewel. And then on the Kevin Owens side of things, Logan Paul has been coming out and talking all of this smack, you know, making fun of his weight, making fun of his body, things like that. So I think the guys with the better story should be the ones in the finals of this match. I'm not expecting Santos Escobar to take it all the way. If he did, I think that would be phenomenal, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens needs to get his revenge um, for all of the nasty things Logan Paul has said about him. So that's why I think that Santos Escobar needs to defeat Bobby Lashley. I'm sorry, Bobby, you're really cool, but this does not feel like his story. This does not feel like his match to win, in my opinion. That's where I'm at on this. All right, we got some super chats in here. Let's see what people got. Uh, Johnny says, me, Theory, Waller, and Tony, for, uh, fear for our safety. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where are we going at with this? What am I missing here? Me, Theory, Waller, and Tony, fear for our safety. Hold on, Johnny. You're going to have to explain that one to me. What are you getting at? What, what are we getting at? Send, send in the comments here. Send in the comments here. MD here says that Carmelo's got to win. I don't think Carmelo's winning, guys. Uh, I haven't thought that the NXT person was going to win. I don't think Carmelo's winning. I wouldn't hate it if he won. But the story is more so with Kevin Owens. So because of that, and Carmelo Hayes is going to go out there and have a bomb match with Kevin Owens if they let them. If they really let them go, they will have an incredible, incredible match. So I'm expecting some good stuff out of this. But let me tell you guys, speaking of good stuff, you want to know what's great? The sheets I sleep in. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Through their silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made is designed to keep you at the perfect temperature so you get better sleep every night. Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Go to trymiracle.com slash Denise to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Save over 40% off. And if you use the promo code Denise at checkout, 
you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Denise to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. The link is in the description box below. John sends in a comment saying that Graves actually said that on commentary. Dude, I didn't catch that Graves said this on commentary. Holy shit, I missed that. Thank you so much to Johnny for sending this in. And thank you to uh, everybody else who uh, mentioned this. Because I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, I knew it was in reference to, you know, punching people and stuff like that. But like, I didn't know he actually said it on commentary. I must have missed that. Damn. All righty. Um, let's we got two more things to really get into. And then that's pretty much be our uh, a wrap for our SmackDown post show here today. But uh, we also got Zelina Vega and Meechin versus Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Kyrie won for her team. Uh, pretty decent little match here. They announced a eight-woman holiday tag that's going to be taking place next week. But Bailey was also involved in this. This time, she didn't screw things up. They seem to be giving Bailey a little bit of a break today with all of the mean stuff. So it kind of seems like she's sort of getting back on the good graces of damage control. Sort of, guys. Not too much. Just a little bit. Uh, so I'm wondering what the hell is going to happen next week in that uh, eight-woman holiday tag team match that we're going to be seeing. Uh, I hope that they're not too mean on Bailey, especially during the holidays. So by that, I think they should be mean because that's exactly what I want. I want them to be so mean to Bailey so that I can feel bad exactly what I want. All right, guys, next week, we're going to be seeing Dragon Lee versus Butch. That should be a freaking kick-ass match. I think next week, they got some pretty good matches lined up. We already mentioned the two semifinals match for the U.S. Uh, championship tournament. And then also the A-Women Holiday Tag is what's been announced for um, WWE SmackDown. So that's what we got uh, going down, guys. Um, alrighty, everybody. So we kind of went through everything already that went down for uh SmackDown here tonight. I will be back. Actually, I got some good videos coming out. So, first of all, today I put out an interview with Dave LaGreca. If you guys haven't checked that one out, it's a really good conversation, and we really get into just like the ins and outs of podcasting and so much more, the growth of Busted Open. It's a really great conversation. And then yesterday, I put out an interview with Ethan Page. Now, uh, I got about 15 minutes to chat with him, and that one was really cool because he talks about like the insane changes that he's had in his physique uh if you guys have been seeing that you know what i'm talking about uh you know where he was and where he's at now in his physique totally different and he talks about how he actually made that happen and then uh on monday I'm going to be dropping the 2024 predictions video that I did with Sean, where each of us predicts six different things that we think is going to happen in the 2024 year of pro wrestling. It's a very fun video. We do it each and every single year. So if you guys want to check that one out, that one's going to be dropping on Monday. And then I've got a bunch of other interviews that are lined up that are going to be coming out soon. So keep an eye out for that. And if not, I will be back here next week for NXT conversation and then of course Wednesday night AEW Dynamite and then Friday night Smackdown and we'll go from there so I want to thank everybody I hope you guys enjoyed today's show if you did please let me know in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter Apple Podcasts. you guys know where to go and I hope you guys have an awesome weekend thank you everyone bye